0: This is the Sauce Straight Talk Show, and this is a special episode because I got the best duo, and this is Ishmael Witten, and I got Sam Jones from the Pick and Roll Podcast. Ishmael Witten, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on with you, Sauce? What's going on with you, listeners? And uh, Sam Jones, how we doing? It was good, world? One thing I'm going to add is that Ishmael Witten is also Ish Quay. Like, he's turned into one of my, like, in the, in the top rappers list as far as saying, like, new artists is coming out. Like, good, good, good music. I'm talking about, like, something of a path for, say, Kendrick Lamar or somebody like that you look up to. Am I right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No
1: doubt. K-Dot is definitely one of my favorite rappers.
0: That is correct. So, today, we're going to sit there and talk about the college football playoff Pull if, if you say the top ten. We talk about the top fifteen. Where you know, got to talk about West Virginia. But we also going to talk about the Heisman race, which is kind of like a Usain Bolt one hundred meter dash. If you know what I'm saying. But we're going to get into that. But also, we're going to talk about our favorite Heisman winners. We're going to talk about some moments there, and this is going to be a good episode. But first off, we're going to start with, uh, I guess we could talk about Alabama and i want to say from from listening to y'all's uh, episode which was a great episode what what is what is what is like going to be the the achilles heel or the the flaw that's the first question i'm going to ask ish right here what is going to be the flaw that can get alabama beat
1: i think the flaw that could be alabama is the fact that their defense hasn't been extremely stellar there's been talks among the coaching staff and interviews and things of that nature that they're worried about their defense. Not necessarily worried to the point to where they feel like it's going to cost them the game, but they just don't feel like their defense is where it should be at this point. And in my honest opinion, I feel like that's really Alabama's only weakness. On the offensive side, when you got a guy like Tua, there's not really much you can do wrong when you got a guy running your offense like that. But as far as defense – they could be in for a match here with a guy like Joe Burrow who's still looking to prove himself with arguably, well not even arguably, it will be his the biggest game of his career. And I mean it's 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 colossal. So I'm expecting him to be ready to play. Man
2: <laughs> You already know how I feel about Batman right now. I mean, we got we gonna have a chance to figure out what they really, really about. Cause I mean, their next three out of four, none of them are going to be a cakewalk. So if their defense is suspect, then we'll find out. But I don't believe that. I believe that Bama really. What you want to go special teams as their flaw?
0: Maybe I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, man.
0: That's why. That's why that's such a magical question because it's like you know what could. You know, whenever they were called the most dominant team, and they lost to Texas A&M, or when they lost to Clemson, you know, saying so recently, I mean, they were called a dominating, you know, like powerhouse. Could they be the NFL team? And somehow they lose, but we will find that simple flaw is the scrambling quarterback. Is it the? We've never seen
2: Bama with a playmaker at the quarterback position. Tua is, is a playmaker. He's a playmaker, and he and he threads the needle, and he
1: drops dimes. Man, we know you a Tua fan. We ain't talking about the offense. The offense is not flawed. Tua is but gonna have that train rolling. It's that you defense got nice, that they need to worry about.
2: But listen is, though, if you could average, if you can average forty, then I mean your defense could give up twenty
1: four points. You can average forty <laughs> against a bunch of D two schools. That's for a fact. But you have I mean, not played but, a team like LSU yet. And you that's never saying, know, dude. all it's going to take is a couple sputters out of that offense.
2: Man, I, feel like, I feel like more than anything, you're hoping to see a weakness out of Bama. But so far, we can't really say we've seen the weakness from Bama. Not yet. Like I said, they, these, they got they, at LSU, then they got Mississippi State, and then they played the Citadel and Auburn. So, I mean, Auburn, Mississippi State, and LSU are going to be three – Tough game, solid game. So if they blow through those, then no weaknesses. Like we thought, well, like I think there's not. But I mean, if if they lose, then we can be talking weaknesses. But as of right now, I just really can't sit here and say that I see no weakness out of that.
0: Because I saw a weakness in Ohio State when I saw how dominant where I had them up there. And I and I, you know, where my fandom is, you know what I'm saying, where I turn that off when I do sports is that you know, I don't particularly like Ohio State, but I see it as I see it. And they look dominant. But I saw a flaw of defense, and I saw where mm-hmm. they had it closer, but I saw flaws elsewhere and saying they, they they let plays happen. They let big plays happen. They let it happen at the beginning of the season. I was like, you can't allow that. And then, boom, they lose to Purdue in a big fashion way. I have not seen a, a real flaw from Alabama other than that they might could be a little complacent. Maybe it could happen if Tua
2: goes down. That's a brand new team. Yeah, yeah. With that defense. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe that defense ain't as good as they usually are, but their offense is way better than it typically is. So I feel like that offense is covering the defense's ass some somewhat. I wouldn't but-
1: necessarily say their offense is so much better. This is just a different style of offense as far as them is concerned. Because if you think about. Previous Bama teams, they've had extremely dominant running backs, and that's dating back to a long time. Like it, It's been continuous for a while. And with this particular team, they have a good run game, but they don't have a standout running back, but they have a standout quarterback. So, yes, the offense is stellar, but it's just different. I don't think it's any more better than it is. It's just different. Now that they're tailored around a guy that can pass the ball more, they can put up more points. That receiving
2: core, yeah, good, bro. That yes, offense, yes, played, yes. I ain't ever seen an
0: offense like this out of them, man. For real, and I, it's and you different. know, for the, record, I mean, for the record, I'm gonna I say this. You know, we seen Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, but you know how big Trent Richardson is. But that Najee Harris, the man, lifted off his feet and was able to cut when he landed. Like it was, it was like, whoop, 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 whoop. I mean, like I was like, see, that they got some freakish athletes down there, man. Freakish, like it, that offense is not the worry. What is it on the defense end? I'm I gonna, agree. You know, the, the
2: offense is good enough to where they you can, you can almost guarantee they're gonna get thirty
0: plus. But what if so, there's a I mean, team out there that can find something to score? Because hey, Georgia was all for it. Then we can see. Then we'll see. That's what I'm saying.
2: LSU is going to be a good indicator. We well, I got, I got a question for you. Because that LSU well,
0: defense is not. Just, are you buying the Joe Burrow hype that he can come in there and beat this thing? Do you think Joe Burrow is capable?
2: If they win, it's not going to be because of Joe Burrow. Okay. It's going to be because the defense will not turn and get what they needed to do. It's not going to have like anything to do with the offense. To beat Bama, you got to stop Bama, period. If you're not getting stops, you're not beating that team. You know? yeah, I feel like the defense is not a problem for Bama because they're off. All- they I feel like Bama can actually get into a shootout this year. Other years, Bama couldn't really get into shootouts. They had to stop you. They can only score 20-plus. Yeah, I mean,
0: this year they can get into a shootout
1: with. Yeah, do you can. want to get into a shootout with them? It's more like that a question true. for real. Jerry Judy, I mean, Jesus. I like Jerry Judy a lot. Yes, I'm a especially.
0: big Jerry Judy fan. Okay, so what what teams can redeem themselves with a loss? With other teams that can, you know, that can make some noise, where so we can at least say it's not like the Golden State Warriors that we're talking about that like they can't lose. No, but I what,
2: don't think. I don't think it's a situation. With it. Can't so okay, I think it's going to be a. I don't think they're going to get upset so I think like I mean I guess te- technically LSU would
1: be an upset but technically I mean, any game that they play from here on out is going to be an upset because they're number one so I feel yeah, on that from that standpoint. I get, yeah I get what you say
2: yeah. yeah like I can't say not upset but I mean right. like it's going to be
0: a good team like could Oklahoma could, playoff team. Would, would, would it be surprising if Oklahoma could knock off or Alabama I don't think Oklahoma can do it. Okay, what about Notre Dame?
1: Uh, Notre Dame will have a good shot. I think. I think they will have a good mm-hmm. shot. But th- then again, mm-hmm. you're also talking about a team. I don't. I really don't believe that they can either. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's hard to say any team can beat Bama because, like I said, we haven't seen Bama go up against a formidable op- uh, think- opponent just yet. So right, once think- we see them against a formidable think- opponent, opponent, I feel like then we'll be able to gauge where Alabama is. We'll be able to say, okay, well, they just play LSU, and whether they win or lose, we'll see, okay, well, now now we really see how Bama plays against tough teams, and we know where to gauge them. With other squads, we've seen them play somewhat good teams, and we just haven't seen that from Bama yet, so it's hard to say who can beat Bama right now, because like Sam said, we haven't seen a weakness, but that's also, because of who they're playing, right? So we'll, we'll see that, a lot
0: this week. That, that's True, that's very true. Because I see the but weakness is- in Clemson, because that's the 0 team that I didn't bring up first. Because I just look at them as like if they got play- if they play Alabama right now, they would I'm- get smashed. I'm Bama's
1: taking not- Alabama not- by double digits. Yeah,
2: right? that's the thing about Bama. Yet they're not playing anybody. But they're running everybody off the field. That's what I'm they're saying. Like, like for what I'm
0: seeing, they will
2: kill. So it's not like it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not like they're playing subpar talent and struggling. They're playing subpar talent and showing you that that's subpar talent. But yeah, they're
1: doing what they're supposed to do.
2: Who ain't even playing? No, he ain't throwing fourth quarter pass all year?
0: Yeah, yes. that's that's crazy. That is crazy. So is 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 the dead in the waters? Michigan, Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington State. So you got LSU, Notre Dame, you're giving a shot. Clemson, I think we, they would, you know, get murdered. But I don't think Clemson stands a chance. Okay, so what about, what about Michigan, Georgia, Oklahoma, or say Washington State?
1: Washington no, State. Georgia has the best shot out of all of those teams that you mentioned for the simple fact that they're another SEC team that's somewhat of a powerhouse. They also have that chip on their shoulder that Alabama basically took a championship from us last year. And with Tua coming in and still in the show, it's a lot of guys on that team from last year that are still looking for that revenge against Alabama. So that's a hungry team that I feel like would give Alabama the best shot. But those other teams, Michigan, no. Um, Who else you say? Washington State, definitely not. Right. Um Kentucky, no. Kentucky, no. What about Ohio State? It's hard to say right now, No. Right now, yeah, hell like no. But we gotta see I gotta see how we bounce back from this um from this.
0: I, loss like how I liked how you answered that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm gonna be one hundred percent honest. Like you said, you put your fans to the put your fan to the side when you talk sports. So right. with Ohio State, I'm anxious to see how they move forward with this offense because our offense is obviously with what we're trying to do, which is we're trying to be centered around Dwayne Haskins to have him throw the ball and air it out. We're not successful doing that as you can see against a Purdue team. So now that you see that you're not successful throwing the ball, he threw the ball 70 times. So you see that you're not (laughs) successful doing that. Now it's time to, Go back to the drawing board and think, okay, we do have another dual threat quarterback in here. Maybe we could try to implement him some way. We don't have to fully give him the position, but we have to have another dimension to this offense that Dwayne Haskins can't bring. And I feel like that's where Ohio State can take another step. If they continue to do what they're doing, no, they don't have a shot to beat Alabama. They don't have a shot to beat none of the teams in the four.
0: Well, I got another team to throw out there. And I'm going to talk about them because you know last year they made a lot of ruckus. They beat the SEC team. They got a trophy made, and they did it to damn self. <laughs> UCF. Now <laughs> let's talk about them because
1: those, those are my boys. You know I and
0: I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm <laughs> going to use you know, something from Sam's favorite
0: rapper MGK. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <Let's that>. talk... <laughs> yeah, like, don't get started. <laughs> do that. Hey, look. <laughs> Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about
0: it <laughs> let's talk about it let's talk about UCF because you know the the one thing about UCF that is interesting to me is is that that they have they got some shit talking that they can actually back up. they beat an SC, a SEC team in a bowl game to prove to say, hey, we could have probably stood a chance against Alabama Clemson.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying, no.
0: You're about –
1: but listen, but listen. And Sarce's defense, that's a high-powered offense. That is an offense. You talk about offense that can fill it up. Them boys can fill it up. Not to say that they will have a shot against Bama. But I would like to see that offense on the bigs. I mean, we saw them against the SEC team, and we saw them hold their own. So now it's like, where do we set the mark? We set the mark at the SEC team. They said we couldn't beat a Power 5. Not only did we beat a Power 5, we beat a Power 5 from the toughest conference, quote-unquote. So now, obviously, we're going to set the bar to the top. Oh, we can beat the team in the SEC. Let's play the top team in the SEC and see where we can fall.
2: There's already eight teams – that can legit contend for a playoff spot.
1: Yeah.
2: Agreed. So, so you throw UCF in there. That makes nine. They literally have no chance.
1: Oh no, I don't think they have a chance of getting into the playoffs. I just think it would be interesting to see them play against a team like Alabama. So that we can stop all of this national it's champion talk. That's what I'm
0: saying. I wish they can get a game If, scheduled. They, wanna, if they
2: really want to get serious about getting into playoffs, right. schedule a big team. Right. That's why. That's fight. that.
0: That was. I was just about to say. It's like you gotta get in the regular season and make some ruckus. Yeah. Because, it's time. It's time. Right. right. Let your next drop. Just, somebody. Hello.
2: I <laughs> hear you keep complaining about you not getting in and you playing you playing Old Dominion and shit in your, in your non-conference. Nobody want to hear it. Right. If, if you're not paying attention to your undefeated record, then go beat somebody and make them pay attention.
1: Exactly. What SEC team did they beat? Auburn. Wasn't that Auburn? Yeah, it was open. the most consistently
2: overrated team every year in the SEC.
1: But, uh, but, 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 that is the Auburn team that beat Alabama last year, if I'm not mistaken. Man, throw some respect on that now. And granted, granted, they beat Alabama late in the season as well, so it's not like they beat them early in the season and became a different team at the end of the season. They beat Alabama, I believe, the second-to-last game. They didn't play UCF in a bowl. So, granted, a lot of that has to do with UCF having to be able to prepare a whole month for them.
2: Three games are different, man. I mean, yeah, you still beat Bama, but, but like – that atmosphere and that, that intensity of those games are normal. That's not a normal Bama team. And they're not a normal team in that game. That's that, true. Those, the, you're, both teams are wild cards in the, in, the rival, in the rivalry game, especially one of that magnitude.
1: That's true. So, but also, they didn't just beat Alabama last year, they dominated Alabama in that game. It's been a while since I've seen that. Both
2: teams were wild as a wild card in them games. Bama wasn't who they needed to be, but I'm, I'm not denying that they won the game. I'm just saying Auburn is always consistently overrated in the SEC.
0: Man. Every I, year. I I disagree with that because if they had one Cam Newton one time and you okay. know they, they were down 14 and had That's and they came back when they, they got good, and they Cam won with Marshall. Saying. But I was going to bring up Marshall too. They won with Marshall. That's a fact. They, That's a fact. I mean, come on. Call an underrated SEC team would be saying. I mean, an overrated SEC team would be saying Kentucky or Texas A&M that year, they or you sure. can say uh, uh, a year whenever. Or uh, you can he, say LSU. Yeah, you can say LSU. You can't say Georgia. I don't
1: think you can. I don't Auburn. think you can throw Auburn in that consistently overrated SEC team when they won multiple championships.
0: Like it's. I, Come on, bro. Come on, bro. I think they are. I think I mean, there's a the reason why there's a lot of War Eagle fans out there. They because do. they don't sit there and be like Tennessee. You don't hear a lot of people going UT. Man, they they come out ranked high every
2: year and the man, man. They had yeah, they had two championships, okay. But still, that's every what about the rest of them years when they come like what about this year?
0: Yeah, she makes me pull my Hennessy back out.
1: <laughs> what about this year? I didn't man, have but, high expectations for him this year. Overrated. They, they, be overrated yeah. they do. I feel like they're they they do have their moments where they're overrated, but I don't I don't think you can call them a consistently overrated team.
0: Right. Hey look look, you know who been over hey look, I would say who've been really overrated. USC.
1: Hey, let's talk about it. When, when
0: have we been overrated? Uh, was, talk hey, about it's, it. it's funny he asked because you know when he was talking about eight teams. In y'all's episode, and he was saying, <laughs> you know, but "USC was in the mix. They could have been. In the mix. They would have got smashed. Yeah, team in that. If they would have been an 18 playoff, that magical year you're talking about, they would have been poodle latte the first round. Let's
1: not let's not forget that in our first episode that you were on our show. Sauce. He was raving that if that freshman quarterback is what we think he's gonna be, we're gonna be in the conversation. Y'all ain't even in a conversation for the Big Twelve Championship. You talk cool. about being in the championship for the playoffs. Actually, actually,
2: we can still get into the Pac Twelve
1: Championship. And not happening. Thank you. We, we can. We only one game down. Nobody try here. That's over for y'all. I'm not saying we going to,
2: but you said it's over.
1: Right? It is.
2: It it's is not. It's not. But what I'm saying is we're, we're we're not overrated. You act like we be going. We be top five or something. We'll be ranked high, but I know
1: that the end of that season that you talking about, we ended the season at number seven. You're talking about Adore's
0: yeah. year, right? Yeah. And who was that quarterback? Sam
1: Darwin.
0: It was the first year he played his freshman year, and he yeah. went crazy. And he went crazy,
1: right? did he take over for Barnett or somebody?
0: Uh, and who did and
2: he go crazy against? Everybody.
0: Let's, let's point out the
1: elite everybody. Washington, when Washington past- was ranked and a, that was ranked like number
0: four or something. Pac-12, a
2: bunch of ranked Pac 12 teams that year. Washington State was ranked Colorado, Where is
0: Pac 12 ranked Utah. in all the conferences? I seen a the list. They
1: was all ranked that year. I believe
0: yeah. the Pac 12 was like fourth. And y'all beat Man, Penn
1: State and y'all's bowl too, then, y'all? But,
2: the, I, but hey, Penn a State, pick, come big on. 12 champion, pick. Penn State that
0: everybody felt like should have been
1: well, not everybody, but a lot of people felt like should have been in the playoff. Hmm. I can agree. I don't think y'all was necessarily a bust that year, but a lot of people can make a case for it because coming into that Bama game, everybody expected it to be something more. So once once y'all lost to Bama, I feel like it dropped y'all a whole bunch. So now when y'all working y'all's way back up, it's almost like Y'all are meeting expectations, but really in reality, y'all shouldn't have never been fighting back up. That's we how lost. that's my take
0: on it.
2: Max Brown was a cold bum. Yep. And I guess he just practiced well or something. It
0: was like it was like somebody just fresh on GTA. Just get online. That was that was that guy. Right. Wasted. Wasted. We had the wrong <laughs>
2: Back in the game, that's all it was. But Sam was good
0: though. He, but he started throwing picks. The sec- that was, you know, saying I'm going to now the second year he was there. He threw a hell of a picks, hell of he picks up for Cali, for Cali, uh, for the Cali he listeners did, 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 did. out there. Right. But if
2: you game though, it was like our defense couldn't get no stops. So he just uh, always he just made so many plays. He was just out
1: there trying to do too much. Uh, you know what I mean? When it was that when it was that season, I wasn't hearing that. I was hearing you talk about the offensive line, so is it the offensive line or is it the defense now you can't oh it was both Sauce. everything y'all would have been like
2: oh it was it was, like, it was both sauce. It would have been the same conversation. Let's talk about the disappointments that Ohio State did. The
1: defense was out there. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how all the, all the analysts have been asking questions
2: like, "What's
1: going on?" Wow! I'll tell you exactly what's going on. I've been screaming this this year. I'm talking about overall. Oh well, if we're gonna talk overall, let's talk about how we smacked y'all up last year.
2: Okay, yeah, but you just sit here and told me we overrated, so that must not have been a very good win. Y'all were so- overrated.
1: I said overrated a couple years ago. I didn't say last year. Last year, y'all were definitely supposed to be contenders. Sam Darnold was also supposed to be a Heisman candidate. Didn't finish the season that way.
2: The blunders, the
1: blowouts, the getting your
2: heads whooped by these supremely underrated teams.
1: Yeah, I'm so- the, I'll be the first to tell you we have lapses. We have lapses when we shouldn't, and that's candidate. a fact.
2: That's a problem. What's
1: missing? That's a big problem. Our quarterback play is what's been missing. If you notice, we haven't had a dynamic quarterback in a long time. Y'all ain't have a dynamic
2: quarterback when y'all won it all either.
1: But we also had a quarterback that nobody had film on. So that kind of plays into being dynamic. When nobody knows what you can and can't do, you can go out there and do whatever you want. That's why we won it. It wasn't because the quarterback wasn't dynamic. It's because they didn't have any film on him. And once everybody got film on Cardell, you saw how it played out.
0: But that's yeah. also
1: to say that we haven't had a dynamic quarterback. Let's just – I mean, that's, that's a fact.
0: I can speak on the same thing with just how the turnaround of Miami had. In the final. Oh. Listen, listen, listen.
1: listen. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew because it was coming. You
0: no, know, listen. I felt like I picked on Sam, so I'm just going to say – that even though we had a turnaround and had a good season going, Malik Rogier crumbled. Oh, I'm win. talking about crumble. You're talking about
2: overrated. It's not even fun to pick on Kane
1: fans.
2: On the <laughs> it's like beating a dead horse. I feel sorry for you
1: guys. <laughs> I do, too. I'm really hoping that Miami <laughs> rises sometime soon.
0: It's been way longer for y'all than it has for us. Hey, look here. All We at I'm least still the Rose Bowls and
2: shit. Y'all are just. Once we, once we
0: get a tour, <laughs> you know, I hope we get you know, once we get somebody that I can really trust the quarterback, I think Miami can really, because the defense wise was there, but you can't have them on the field all game. And y'all and don't know how
1: I just, to recruit. Y'all let too much talent get out of Miami and get out I mean, of
0: Florida, like, period. We just don't get into the quarterback position. Oh, LSU has that issue. USC fans that issue too because y'all wasn't even recruiting Lamar
1: while we're here on
2: while we're here on talent I just want to get back to what I was talking about about Ohio State which is consistently one of the most talented either the first or second most talented teams on paper in the country every single year since Urban Meyer stepped foot on campus yeah. Every year. Yeah. You got one yeah. title to shove for it. Yeah. Because the quarterback position is always kind of spot. And not only do you lose, but you get your heads
0: walked. Like, it's not even like. Even down to Terrell Pryor, but even, you know, but that was trash. And I'm talking about this not but even like. But that's even with, with, with coming in Urban Meyer. I just think the quarterback position is always has not always been a solid. But when Cardell Jones came in with the spark, y'all got that. I understand that. But it's just like. It, it's with Ohio State, they get the most talent with, with speed, good defensive players, linebacker, you know what I'm saying, especially with corners. It just finds it at the quarterback position. It comes with JT Barrett, Braxton Miller. You know, and it came to Cardell Jones. So, I mean, you know, it's just like that's where I would find it with, with Ohio State because they are the most talented team. And that's what Harbaugh is dealing with, with his situation, because he gets the Devin Bushes, the the Hurts, the the guys that fight, Jabril Peppers. He gets those guys, the Darbos and all those guys, but he has had speed. He has had trash at quarterback. So, I mean, sometimes when that happens, which I can have full experience with Dylan B. I'm being a Miami Hurricane fan. That is important with coach, quarterback, and college football. And when it comes down to these playoffs, that's what it matters because when Jameis Winston lost some pieces, it comes down to where, okay, Now, you got to make the plays. You got to really show it. He threw picks, and they struggled. Mariota was like, I got the system, the coach, the players, I'm going to roll with it. And he won. That was the battle of the Heisman's. So it comes down to coaching and the quarterback in college football.
1: Sauce, Can, can, can can I have the floor for my rebuttal, please? (laughs) Go ahead. <laughs> since, he, since he would like to talk about my Ohio State Buckeyes, let's just let's as you as you would say, let's talk about it. Now, as you said, we have one title since Urban Meyer has been there. Name yes. you one other team outside of Alabama that has multiple championships, please. Outside of Clemson with their two wins with back to back with Dabo <laughs> or whatever. But the
2: whole point of that situation is y'all are one of the best teams on paper every year. Y'all have the most talent. Y'all got skills at every position. Y'all putting the most players in the league. Like that that's y'all should be on par with Bama. That's the thing. We're not talking about it, everybody else, because everybody else ain't consistently the first or second best team in the country on paper. Like technically this year on paper, y'all better than Bama. Yeah.
1: Y'all got way more know. No. Yes. No, y'all do. we don't. you are way deeper than Bama.
2: Hey, secondary better. Defensive line better.
1: Yes. Y'all better than Bama. Our defensive line is better. Secondary is questionable because we got a lot of young guys back there as well. As you know, we have lost multiple first-round picks in the last two or three years in the draft, so that should tell you that we don't have the time uh- that we normally have. But even outside of that, let's get back into why we don't have as many championships as we should. For one, we coming off of our year when we did one. As a matter of fact, let's go back. Let's go straight back to the beginning. Urban Meyer's first year as a, as a Ohio State coach, we go undefeated, but we can't make it in because we're under probation. Right or wrong? Who
0: else? Who else? Can
1: do right or, right or wrong?
0: Are you don't get no pass for that? Now yeah, let's, now yeah. let's go
1: into the next season. Next season, we go undefeated as well, losing the Big Ten Championship to Michigan State by a touchdown, maybe a field goal, something like that. So that, yeah, takes, that, that takes care of that year. Then you go into the following year when we win it all. We win it all that year. Come back after the year, we win it all, and we go undefeated again until we play Michigan State and lose by a field goal, mind you. We lost in the same situation that Alabama lost in last year. Still should have gotten into the playoffs. We dominated everybody we played and lost by a field goal. Three games games before the end of the season, and they don't let us into the playoffs. Last year, Alabama (laughs) loses to a team. Hold on. Hold
2: on. What was the result of that year that y'all didn't get into the playoffs?
1: We lost one game the entire season. We went to Notre play Dame. Notre Dame in a bowl game and beat the shit out of Notre Dame, and then everybody went to the NFL. Then we came uh, so back. The, Go ahead. What's the, what's the year
2: Clemson hadn't hung the donut on y'all?
1: That was the next year after we lost all of those players to the draft. After yeah, we were lost. we talking about
2: these past three years. You said what? An- the years I've really been talking.
1: Nah, about. you can't just talk about the last three years if you want to bring up the fact that Urban Meyer only has one championship since he's been there. We gotta talk about it all. What? I'm
0: talking about oh, the with That's what I was talking about. But hey, but at least I can say with that one, they the one of the teams that I was talking about that that was able to decipher the code of Alabama. I'm talking about overall with uh, with Ohio not, not winning it, but.
2: I was talking about the blowouts and the blunders. I'm talking about the past three years, starting with the Clemson game, and the Iowa game, and then the Purdue game. Them is the three I'm really, really, really talking about. Wow. Like where y'all can't stop anybody? You let a freshman receiver what he had like 200 receiving yards on y'all. The running back went crazy. Then last year y'all let the one ball go crazy, and the other safety caught what three or
1: four interceptions, like. It's just like mind you, Cuz was a first round draft pick, so it's not like he was just anybody. I'm talking about this from a standpoint, not
2: even clowning them because they're your team. Like I'm just really puzzled at what's going on yeah. with
1: Ohio State. Because like, it it, be. <laughs> it boils down to what I said. Urban Meyer is su- successful when he has a dual threat or run first quarterback. He hasn't had that.
0: But answer this: Why come with all this? It's always a a headache, assist, stress sabbatical is going to come to where he's going to take a sabbatical. We used to sit here, supposed to sit here and have, feel sorry for this man as he's probably going to like act like he's sick. And that's why the team's not doing well. And nobody's feeling
1: sorry for him. He hasn't brought that up since he left Florida. And the reason why he did that in Florida is because he was in all that drama with everything that was going on down there. It ain't have nothing to do with, with him being that type of person, because Urban Meyer is not the type of person, if you, if you follow Urban Meyer, he's not the type of person that, that takes pity. He doesn't want pity. Like I said, he left the Florida situation because of all of the stuff that was going on. Yeah, health may have paid, played a factor into it, but to me, I feel like the health was just a, a way for him to get out of what was going on down there. We haven't heard anything about his health issues since he's been at Ohio State.
0: Uh, did you not hear about the reports that he's been talking about a cyst that he's been having for 10 years and and it's been causing headaches? Nope, and that just goes
1: and that just goes to show how relevant it is. Whether if you've heard about it and I haven't, that means that it's not that big, seeing as I'm a Buckeye fan and I haven't heard anything about that.
0: Yeah, I heard you say something. Yeah, I mean, that was that was out there on even on USA Today. Yeah, well,
1: obviously it's not that big of a deal because that's not they're obviously not talking about it as as in that being the reason reason why we're struggling or
0: anything. Because he did this in Florida, he left Florida and went to another powerhouse. Are you afraid that with some things that's going on with our state? he'll pull one of those moves again? Or do you think you, you feel safe that he's going to be a Ohio State head coach for
1: for years to come? He's not leaving. If he leaves, he's he's going to be done for it. It's not like he's going to leave Ohio State and go somewhere else. By the time he leaves Ohio State, he'll be done for good, whether it be here soon or down the line. I don't see Urban Meyer leaving and going somewhere else. I don't even think that he was necessarily going to come back when he did. But Ohio State being his alma mater, it's like, that's a dream to me. I can go back and coach my alma mater. Let's go do it. So he did it. Plus, it put him in a great situation where he knew Ohio State had a lot of young talent. But yes. I can't see him just being like, eh, I think I'm done at Ohio State now. Let me go see where else I can go. I don't I don't see him being that type of guy. I don't feel like it gets any bigger than Florida and Ohio State. You went from an SEC team to another powerhouse. You can't go anywhere up. From here, outside of Bama, and that's definitely not happening. So, I just, I just would like to
0: know. I, I uh, don't okay. know how many times uh, I have to say it.
1: it's a quarterback, the quarterback.
0: Yeah, that is. That, that's what I'm saying. So, I had a guest um, about, say, about four episodes hold ago. On, hold on a second. I had a guest on about four episodes ago, John Alvo, and he, you know, saying he got great college football insight. Um, he's gonna be coming on, you know, saying future episodes. But he, me, and him had some talks, and he was sitting there talking about the hot seat. Is USC's head coach should be on the hot seat because he was saying, man, like his his seat should be scorching. Sam, do you think that a coaching change right now would be perfect for USC, or you think that that could be something of like an overreaction? Just crazy
2: overreaction. Who said that? Tom. No, no, we just changed coaches here for. I think was third year, and the first year he was an interim head coach. Like he took over because Steve Sarkeesian couldn't stay sober. But, yes. bro, no, bro, yes? bro, bro. what do you think? We we, ju- we we haven't been off probation that long, bro. We just now getting all our we had all our scholarships back for I think like four years now. Like these things take time. You can't blame a head coach. It's not like he's sticking up. We just won the we just won the Pac two years ago. Hold on, did we win we won the Pac twelve last year too? Come on now, what is he talking about?
1: Ain't no hot seat, no. Yes? I'm with Sam on that one. He hasn't been there long enough for him to be on no hot seat. And like Sam said, he's won the Pac-12 the last two years. I mean, what more do you want me to do, contend for a title? You got to give him time for that. This isn't even a guy who's gotten a chance to bring his own recruit team yet. Well, I don't understand what the hot seat talk is about. It's not It's not quite there yet. I don't think it's that should be even – brought up seeing as USC this is really the first year that we've seen USC not be relevant in the Pac-12 I mean like Sam said they're technically still relevant because they're in the conversation for being able to make it they're like one game behind so I don't even think that this is that big of a blunder obviously people probably want to see USC win the big games but that'll come that'll come especially if you give him time like I said to bring his own recruits in you can't this, have wow. him giving this guy a shot of showing what he and what his vision is for this team yet?
0: Right. That's why I wanted to see if it was an overreaction or if it was yeah. something real because you know they, they have found success. I have not really kind of we say shit on USC because the thing is they have found and, and you know with Aaron, uh, with uh, Sam Darnold, you know, saying he brought some you know saying some shine to that university. Whenever that was brought up, I wanted to bring that to his attention because I wanted him to see if it was an overreaction or where he felt the same way because you know when you're a fan of a team, you can you can make
2: feel that way. No, that's coming from a point of, like, somebody on the outside looking in and just seeing, like, okay, nobody's talking about USC. And then he probably looked up this year and seen that we wasn't ranked or nothing and was like, USC been out the picture for a long time. They call you to be on the hot seat.
0: So, now we're going to transition to talking about the Heisman winner. Now, this is kind of like something of a subject that we can sit there and kind of, like, You know, dust their hands and be easy with this. But do we can we talk about actual contenders, or we can just say that this is a runaway for two attacking below. There's no contenders. It's a wrap. It's over. It's
2: two is. It's two is the. It's two is the lose. You (inaudible) thought
1: I felt like his only true competition at at well dating back to a couple of weeks ago was Dwayne Haskins. And if you throw the ball seventy times and it doesn't boost your uh, Heisman race. That should tell you everything you need to know. It's a wrap. then Kyler Murray,
0: he gets shot in the foot because of the defense. I mean, because he hasn't slipped. Nobody, didn't need, nobody needed to slip. It, Tua still ain't through a pick yet, right? Right. Right. And he,
2: still, and he still hasn't even played in the fourth quarter. We talk about Heisman moments. He might win the Heisman and not even have a Heisman
0: moment. Exactly. Right. It's, just, it's just because he's just pure. And just out there, and just making spectacular LSU. plays because he's that's what he's doing. LSU might
2: be his first, or maybe his one and only opportunity to have a Heisman moment.
1: Right. Agreed. That's right. And, and I, I think uh, I think even if I, he stumbles against LSU, he'll still win the Heisman. It's that big of a margin.
0: Hold on now. If he loses to LSU, that's going to shake up some shit. Now I'm I'm going to you know. Depends. I, I, I'm just now uh, look. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying it's going to mess up some shit. Depends because on
1: the fashion that know. they lose in.
0: A freshman to, if you lose to a freshman quarterback and have, say that the LSU defense shut him down and Joe Burrow has a good game, that is going to mess up Joe Burrow's not a freshman.
1: Definitely I mean, not. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I spoke too fast. I know he's not a freshman because they do state. Sophomore, correct? Junior. No, he's, like a, he's a, a, a redshirt, am I right? He's a junior. Junior, okay, he's a flat, flat junior. I'm just saying, for somebody coming there, if he comes in there and beats Alabama, and it's the, what I talked about at the beginning of the show, saying Joe Burrow coming in beating Alabama, it makes it the cause to say the two is taking a Heisman is a little How? dinged up. What, it's a it's, it's a thing because Murray was putting up numbers and he took a loss and he took. Uh,
2: major hit. So, you're telling me that with the discrepancy for Heisman right now,
0: if they're to lose,
2: but Tua throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns, he's going to be out to Heisman
1: now.
0: With but you just said, but, but I said, if LSU's defense come in there and shut him down, I didn't say he was going to go yeah,
1: Sauce also said if Joe Burrow outplays him, too. Right.
0: That's, That's what what not saying.
1: happening. Joe
2: Burrow's not outplaying Tua either. He's not that type of quarterback. He's not an outplaying type of guy. He just got not going to make a bunch of mistakes.
0: And he, I didn't know he could run like that. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, he's bringing, like, a mystery tribusky He actually type.
2: might, probably should have been you all starter this
0: year-ish. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the thing was, you saw how accurate Dwayne Haskins was to start the season. That's what they saw throughout the entire training camp. So, as much as you want to give it to Joe Burrow, it's like, damn, this kid not throwing no, he's not throwing incompletions. He's not throwing bad balls. Everything he's throwing is right on the money. So you got a guy that is more athletic, but then you got a guy who's not making mistakes passing the ball. You're going to take the guy who doesn't make mistakes passing the ball because Joe Burrow is a very good quarterback. But the things that Dwayne Haskins did at the beginning of the season, I don't think Joe Burrow would have been that precise or that accurate as uh, Dwayne Haskins was. And if it was a case of athleticism, to win mm-hmm. over the job. Now, obviously, Tate would have been a starting quarterback. So I think that they look at it as a standpoint of, we're going to go with the guy who doesn't make mistakes.
0: Yeah, and that's why I had Haskins high up and has been race early in the season, because I was like, man, like, he's looking to throw with accuracy. And he's, he's I mean, if we're keeping it a buck,
1: last week was the first time that we really saw him. If we're keeping it a Just, buck, last week was the first time that we saw him really look like he wasn't a extremely good quarterback. Because if you look back to his other interceptions, those weren't his fault prior to last week, or a week before last, shall I say?
2: Bro, he had twenty five touchdown passes. Now he's got thirty. So, and that's over like three or four games.
0: Okay. So he's been struggling. So, okay. So here's the thing, right here. What what's the case to say that when Sam is saying that if Alabama loses a game? That two is – No,
2: I'm I'm saying it depends on how Tua plays. I don't think – it like, I feel like he's so far ahead right now that it doesn't really matter if them lose. It matters how he plays in the walls. If they lose, it's because uh, LSU goes on the last second drive or something, but Tua still balled out, went crazy the defense just couldn't get a stop, that's not going to affect his Heisman race. Okay. Or if they lose on a missed field goal, taking back for a touchdown mm-hmm. or something, that's not going to touch his Heisman race. As long as he do what he needs to do, man, he's good, man. Like, because, okay, let's say, let's say Tua plays terrible. Who you got Friday? Who's no second? I mean, I've always got to say
0: Calabari Just the simple
2: twice. fact well, you got Calabari second, like, Hands down, that's just guy? I mean, like if
0: you want to talk about play, I mean, I mean, even even you. even in I'm the game, all right? That's what I'm saying. Even, run say. run, even in the game where they lost, I mean, like the run the touchdown he did, man. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I know you saw what that.
2: What he done
0: lately, though? That's what I'm saying. Like, are you talking about like? So that's who you got? Who you got, Ish? I mean, right now, really is going to be Jonathan Taylor. And- it really, well, that's, that's the point i make. right oh, now. Man.
1: It's clouded for the second guy. You can't really you can make a case for a bunch of guys per second, but nobody you can't make a case for anybody to be where Tua is right now. So, I agree with Sam. Definitely, if Tua even if Tua has a bad game, I don't think that's enough for anybody to jump him in the Heisman race. He's head and shoulders above everybody.
0: Okay, okay. But, but this is going to be a smooth transition to talk about our favorite Heisman's. But what past Heisman. that that was a Heisman hopeful that lost the game and lost the Heisman bid. Only only, the only quarterback that I can think of, and I'm going to say quarterback because namely the Heisman, but the only player I can think of is Jason White out of Oklahoma. They lost to Kansas State, and he still won the Heisman. But who else – I mean, tell me who else that has, say, had that loss, but maybe say because Jason White – Score and he gets shut out. He didn't get shut down. I mean, let's let's talk about it from this aspect.
1: Let's talk about it in the fact of when has there been a Heisman candidate who's had this big of a margin to where it really feels like he's that much better than somebody, and it doesn't matter whether they lose or not. You look back no further than a guy like Lamar Jackson. Lamar's team wasn't extremely successful. But he was head and shoulders above everybody else, so he won it. You also look back to a guy like Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football was playing ball, but his team wasn't doing the best. They beat Bama, but they dropped games that they probably shouldn't have. He still went on to win the Heisman. Now you're looking at a guy in tour whose team is extremely dominant, and then he could possibly lose a game, and then his whole Heisman race shifts? No, nah, I'm not
0: believing it. Well, when you got other players playing exceptional, I mean, I know Calimary has not lit up the screen. Nobody, it.
1: Nobody else is playing exceptional.
2: He's playing good
0: football, but he's not playing exceptional. I agree. Okay. two I, I, I mean, this is why it's not an argument because two is the runaway for me. So I'm not sitting there saying that Mary is like behind or looking at the shoulders of two attacking below. I'm not saying that two okay. attacking below is. I think it's gonna be unanimous Heisman winner, barring no injury or a bad game. I think the, thing the loss will do is
1: gonna it's gonna close
0: the distance
2: in between the field.
1: Yeah. Right. It'll
2: make you it'll give somebody else an actual chance to actually win the Heisman at Bama lose if he doesn't play well. But if let's say of, he throws an interception and throws one touchdown, that'll still put him at twenty six touchdowns
0: and one interception. They, they, they was one Jake. Oh, the, God, you know, you know, know. They, they was Jake, you know people him. was wanting Jake from. They was one Jake from to have a monster year, but he just didn't have it. But now we're gonna to move to our favorite Heisman's. and I'm gonna start with the issue. Of this one is to say, like, now, do your time of, you know, saying watching football or just saying like, if you did the research on past Heisman's, but like in past your time, but who is your favorite Heisman Trophy winner?
1: Uh. In history? I gotta pick one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's tough. Can I give you three? <laughs> <laughs> so, how many I got? Mean, yeah, okay, okay. We're
0: gonna do a, top three.
1: Let's right. do a top three. We'll go three, and it's hard for me to place them in order, but um, okay. I'll start well, off. I mean,
0: what's the point of that? I mean, that's what I'm and saying. Like, give us your top
1: one. All right, all right. So, <laughs> my favorite Heisman winner of all time. Uh, is probably a guy that most people aren't familiar with. Uh, it's Eric Crouch, he was my favorite quarterback at that point in time. I was actually a Nebraska fan while he was at Nebraska, and after he graduated, was when I became an Ohio State fan. For those who don't know, but Eric Crouch was um, uh, he was Johnny football esque in the aspect that he made a lot of plays with his leg. Now, granted. He played, uh, he played in an era where the football games were a lot different. A lot of people were in pro-style, two-back offenses. He ran uh, like an option-style offense. So he was extremely dynamic in doing that. He did win the Heisman. Uh, it was in '01 one that he won. So that's probably my number one. My number two guy, uh, I think it's mostly because of his story would be cam newton and cam's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time so he's definitely going to make the list this is a guy who went from being at florida behind tebow behind chris leek so he didn't get a chance to touch the field so he goes down to was it juco to flynn goes crazy at flynn comes back up and plays at auburn and not only does he From game one, he made his presence felt the first night that Auburn played. Not only did he do that, he also went in and beat Alabama in a tough matchup and went on to win a national championship. So that's definitely uh, one of my favorites. And my last one, it's my favorite because I remember watching him in the first game of his uh, Heisman campaign. And I watched that first game, and I said, this guy's going to win the Heisman. I don't care how many games they win. He's going to win the Heisman because he's the best player that I've seen in a long time. And that's Robert Griffin III. His Heisman campaign was beautiful to me. I loved every bit of it. That was my guy. So, number one, Eric Crouch. Number two, Cam Newton. Number three is RG3. Floors open to y'all. Sam Jones.
2: Man, I can't stand Ish because. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I, I had two out of your three on my list. I figured I knew you was gonna have RG three <laughs> on your yours, and I bet your other one is Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's what I'm switching to now that you took
2: care of it. Since you took since you took Cam and RG three, hold on, I mean,
1: hold would- on, hold on. Let me try to guess yours. Since you throwing Johnny on there now, I got Johnny, I got Lamar, and uh one of the two, either Cam or RG three, probably RG
0: three. You can't take Cam up. <laughs> listen here, no, you cannot no. take Wait, Cam Newton off that list. Yes. Can I get my three now?
1: Marley? Okay. All right,
0: all right. So
2: yeah, go ahead. My number one all-time favorite Heisman winner. I don't know how you guys don't know this. Reggie Bush.
1: <laughs> Reggie Bush. Mr. <laughs> Reggie
2: Bush. I mean, this guy was just so dynamic. I knew I, it. You know what time it is. I mean, God, five. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Okay. And
0: then,
2: uh, number two, I'm gonna throw. I, I got, I got Money Man there with number two. Okay. Thank God.
0: Cheers.
2: That's my guy. I, I – I was extremely wrong about his NFL career. Like I thought he was this guy was gonna be special. Me too. But I think it was I thought it was I think it was more about his mental state though than him actually not being able to play football at that level. Johnny Manzan was just very childish. I don't know how I didn't see it at the time, but yeah, he just wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. And then um number three.
0: Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel looks like the type to just, you know, <laughs> I, you, know it just, you know, whatever. It just, but I'm gonna play. That's why I'm Johnny football. Because when it comes time to play football, we're gonna play. Since he
2: took,
0: since you took Cam and you took RG3, I'm
2: not gonna use either of them. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go with mm. Oh, that, it was extremely fun to watch as well. And yeah. one of my favorite T-Bow moments was after they got beat by Ole Miss. Losing another game, he like, man, that guy is passionate, man. He just headed, but he he ain't had very many highlight moments. He was just a guy that just went out and just got it done. However, he needed to win. That's how he was gonna do it. If he had to throw a knuckleball <laughs> for fifteen yards. After he'd jumped
0: and stiff on four people, that's what he was going to do. I I, I like watching Tebow play a lot. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Tebow. All right. Well, I I think my favorite Heisman, which is crazy, which is like other than Sean Taylor being my favorite college football player ever, but I'm going to say number one would be Reggie Bush. I share with Sam on that. Reggie Bush is my favorite Heisman winner when he went fake behind the back for yes. no reason Woo! to get his
1: Excuse me. And I'm,
0: and I'm sitting there up, like, damn near 1 o'clock in the morning watching this game live. And I'm like, man, like, this man literally just did that. There's people sleep right now missing this. Never and, seen you nothing know, like it. Nothing like it. I mean, used as a receiver his junior year. It was before his, his time, year. man. It was before his time. And, you know, and, like, doing things that's done in football today with, like, say, like, Todd Gurley. So, I mean, like, he was something so magical. That has to be my favorite Heisman second. I would have to go with Cam Newton because, I, I mean, with a man that comes from, a, you know, Florida, he goes to the trial tribulation there, but then, the you know, the blend the Blend, state, Bland, you know, that's the, what it is. Blend, I said flan. That man literally went bonkers and won his championship there and was like, I'm going to go to university, I'm going to win a championship. And he did it. He didn't have the best national championship, but he had the best season. He had memorable moments. And that's why I say that that was something great that is, is you know what I'm saying, that I would say that with Cam Newton, he can't go wrong. My third would be Charles. Ooh, Charles, I like Charles it. Woodson because at that time, I was coming into sports real heavy, understanding things and stuff like that. This man played wide receiver. He played punt returner, kick returner, did everything he possibly could for that Michigan team to win a national title, to, wear that, to, to have that rose in his mouth, go against Ryan Leaf. That man had it beat Ohio State when Ohio State was sitting there talking trash, and this man's from Ohio. He went in there and ran back a punt return that won him the game. That was so magical that I remember back, like, I can I close my eyes and think of it as like it was yesterday. So, Charles Woodson is – you know, has to be my third. But Cam and, and, and Reggie Bush, they just did some things that were just outrageous. But Charles Woodson has to be my third. And just the moments that he had the one-handed interception that was um, – I mean, that was just – and he got an interception in the next championship. So, I mean, like, dude, the way he played the game of football was amazing. Before we get out
1: of here, I want to ask you all a question. <clears throat> Do you all think that it's weird that we don't see – Players' position changes as often as we did before. Like a guy like Charles Woodson, you see guys like Adoree that played a little bit, of, played a little bit of offense. But then you had guys that played a lot of offense and defense, like a Charles Woodson who was out there frequently. A Hans Ward that played a little bit of everything. He didn't play both sides of the ball, but he played wide receiver and quarterback. Do you think that is weird that that doesn't happen anymore?
0: I think it's a it's a, it's a big number of players that are at a position. And then you got like Jabril Peppers, you have those spring to come out or Devin Hester, they try to use them with offense. I mean, like players like that, you have, but it's so many players at a position trying to be that wide receiver, That's safety this. Yeah. is back then you had to sit there and be like, look here, take your ass out there and play linebacker or take your ass out there and play quarterback. Yeah, I know you play wide running back or I know you play wide receiver, but I need you to play corner too. So, I mean, like as the time kept going, Charles Whitson was in the funnel of that. Deion Sanders in the funnel of that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, players like that, like, like you know, defensive players played offense. I mean, Gamble did it at the Ohio State. Yeah, that was one of my favorite Buckeyes. So, when so, like, time kept going up, it happened more often where it was like, you had four wide receivers. You didn't need a corner to yeah, play wide receiver.
2: plenty of guys now who could do it. Right. But it's just now teams don't really need you to do it. Exactly,
0: exactly. You, so
2: As an athlete now, it's just so much more – they got so much work at their disposal when it comes to, like, the nutritional guys on campus. I
1: agree.
2: I agree. Much, more, much better care of their bodies. So, like, the overall roster is more ready to go. So, you yeah. don't need guys playing all over the field anymore. Exactly. And plus, another reason would be that when you get to the NFL, like, the NFL really wants you to be –
0: yeah, like at you that position. A position. Like you, if you play on the D-line, it's cool if you play a little D-in too, but you can do
2: a little bit of that, a little bit of corner, a little bit of safety. Right. Right. As far as corner, receiver, safety, pump return, all that, guys on the end plus, man, that will take a toll in the league. So it's really something that you really can't do in the NFL anyway. So why do it from
0: we can't we can't use the you know, saying a phrase that was on Friday Night Lights the movie from that woman. I mean, but back then it's what they did, but now you can't do it. Like you just said, I agree with Sam. It's like they want these specialists, we want the guy to know to play left guard. We don't want him you know, we're off his line and moving around, but they want the wide receiver to play wide receiver. They don't want him to be like I know corner two, you know what I'm saying? But those days are done. Yeah, I think
1: I, I think it may be a case of the NFL probably stepping in and showing that we don't really yeah. care for guys like that because you even look at guys like Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson didn't yeah. play offense when he got to the NFL, but he was dynamic in college, but the NFL so they- basically put their foot down and said it doesn't matter what you do there. We recruit yeah. you for this. We, we signed you for this, so this is what you're going to do. So I agree.
0: Exactly. But, you know, that's, Jabril Peppers haven't played offense down yet. I think he played, like, one think. handoff. I think he got one handoff or something. I, I mean, that don't was don't think it. Dory has either. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, it's like, you better learn that position, my guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we got four guys, This we got to cut Whoa. four of them because they'd be on the roster before preseason. they have, like, eight to a position. You know what
2: I'm saying? It's
0: what I'm about to say about a Dory. Thorpe. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to be real quick. We got two minutes. I wanted to talk about Ishquay, the rapper, the the man that, like I said, that I'm sitting there putting on my on my playlist, and I've been listening to him. I've been riding around you if you on my Snapchat and stuff like that. But I want to say, what you got going on? You know, saying especially coming up. I know you had the Arrival mixtape that was, you know, special. That was special. So what you got coming up? Well, I got.
1: I appreciate you saying that it was special. I'm coming back with Arrival two. The Arrival 2 mixtape which I'm con- uh currently working on now. And I got a couple tracks done that I'm thinking I'll release as singles. Uh also want everybody to look out for my producer Tay Easy. He's putting out an album. I will be a part of that as well. Album will be called Hollow Tip. And be- definitely look out for that, but that's what I got going on, Arrival 2 and uh Hollow Tip. So make sure y'all look out for both of
0: those. Yeah. And you know, take out his Facebook too, man. It's, you know, look up Ishmael Witten. You can see he got put a new track out there, the single, and that is fire. And, like you know what I'm saying, I've heard the other one that you played, and that, that's fire as well. Um, Paint road is the one that yes, sir. Really, really hit. So go check it out before that disappears. But this has been, you know, like I said, it was going to be a special episode of Soft Straight Talk Show because, like I said, bringing the monster duo, Pink and row you know what I'm saying, I, I found a way to rhyme. I don't know how to do it, but we got 10 seconds. I'm going to say thank you, Sam. I
1: appreciate
0: you, bro appreciate you bro and you know what I'm saying you know go Lakers you know I always like to end of some shit like that but hey y'all have a good one that's the end of the Salt straight talk show